declutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph Maguire, and the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I'm on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and to let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential. It's no secret that the planet is facing some serious ecological trouble at the moment, like edging on irreversible damage trouble. And if we all keep living the way of the societal norm, our grandkids might not have food to eat. It's honestly really scary to come to terms with what's going on in our ecosystems. And there are much bigger players than you and I that are causing most of the damage and have the resources and power to reverse things too, which is the most frustrating part. It's pretty fair to assume that the humans that are in these positions of leadership behind the major corporations are blinded by their winning streak in their little monopoly game. It's kind of like a negative feedback loop though. They are powered by the masses of individuals, but also through the advertising and media and stuff, they have influence on the behaviors of the individuals. Do you see the loop? So I'm an advocator of rebelling from the consumerist culture and breaking free of that loop. Ideally, we can all participate in an economy that serves the planet rather than taking from it. If we want the big corporations to make better choices and actions, we can probably take a look in the mirror and ask ourselves if we're making the best choices and actions we have available to us. Now, I know I'm not perfect. I'm far from what I would see as living an ideal regenerative lifestyle, but I do put an effort in. I'm probably making better choices and actions for sustainability than the vast majority of the culture that I live in. Sustainable living is not a radical extremist change of lifestyle. It's mostly being consistent with forming better habits. We all have lots of habits and you can bring more awareness to a bunch of your habits and shift them into more eco habits. And when you do that, you can really improve the impact you have on the planet. I understand availability to sustainable options is often a privilege. Some sustainable choices are not accessible to everyone due to cost, location, time commitment, abilities, and various other factors. I feel very privileged to have a car and a farmer's market five minutes drive away. I have a very flexible schedule and a supportive husband, high-speed internet access, and so many other factors that make being sustainable quite achievable for me. The eco habits that I'm sharing in today's episode, I feel are pretty easily accessible for most people. They're mostly just simple changes of habits in your home that can make a significant difference in your own sustainable impact when practicing them all together. So let me get into it and I'll share the 10 easy eco habits you can implement in your home. Habit number one, getting into the habit of separating waste better. 
For this habit to flow properly, there is a little bit of setting up to do. Setting up spots in your home for different categories of waste. Most people have a landfill bin and a recycling bin in their kitchen, but there are many other smaller categories you can do too. There's lots of item-specific recycling initiatives around that you can have separate spots for in your home too. So a habit of separating waste better looks like when you get home after buying a bunch of things from the shop, taking all the packaging and tags off and separating it properly. Many people would just throw it all into a landfill bin, but there's likely recyclables in the mix and maybe even things that are good to repurpose like safety pins and string. Habit number two, composting. I truly believe that almost everyone can compost. It just looks different in different living scenarios. Someone who has a rural property might have outdoor composting bays under tarps and stuff. Someone like myself might have a backyard with a plastic compost unit. There are spinning ones around. I tried one like that, didn't like it, and now we have one of those black box looking ones that you put the food waste in at the top and then it breaks down and you take the finished compost out of the bottom. If you live somewhere without a yard, you might have a different compost system like a bokashi. Bokashi? I'm not sure how to say it. Um, I'm not 100% sure how they work either, but they're a tabletop system that can even be like in a kitchen in an apartment. I think they break down pretty quickly too. And if you don't want to or can't compost where you live, there are still options for getting your food waste composted. Some councils have compost collection where they'll pick up your compost once a week and it will end up on a local farm. And there are also community compost hubs at places like community gardens. And there's even an app called Share Waste that you can connect with other people in your neighborhood that compost and you can drop off your scraps to them. This is what I did when I first moved to Brisbane. After living in Byron, having a council compost pickup, I freaked out when they didn't have it here. And we eat a produce heavy diet and make a lot of food waste. After a week of seeing it all go to landfill, I couldn't participate in that anymore. And that's when I found share waste. I was a little bit intimidated by composting in the backyard. So once or twice a week, we would drive a few streets away to deliver our bucket of food waste to a lady who had compost bays in her yard. Creating a composting habit is as simple as instead of putting food scraps in the bin, putting them in another container. We use a repurposed long ice cream container, you know, the ones that they have at gelato shops, and we keep it in the fridge so it doesn't go smelly. And then there's just the habit of dealing with that container when it's full, whether that be putting it in your own compost or taking it off site. I honestly believe that composting is one of the most important habits that we should all be doing. I recommend learning more about why. Look into why food waste is really bad breaking down in landfill and how beneficial it can be even to the climate by returning it to nature. Topsoil loss is one of the most serious problems we face as humanity and being part of the soil solution is amazing and really needed. Okay, habit number three, soft plastic. This ties into the first habit of separating waste, but I thought it deserved a point of its own. 
most of what ends up in our landfill bin is actually soft plastic. Woolworths and Coles usually have soft plastic recycling drop-off points at the front of their stores and things like plastic bags and soft plastic packaging that food comes in can be recycled. Not through your counselling recycling in most cases but in these other initiatives. So what I do is on my back deck I have a string hanging up with pegs on it and then I rinse off the soft plastic when I'm done with it and hang it to dry. Then when it's dry I squish it back into a plastic bag under the sink and when that's full I take it to a giant plastic bag of soft plastic in the garage. The best thing about soft plastic is it takes up really little space when it's squished together. I have like a really giant bag in my garage that I've been squeezing plastic in for over a year. I keep squishing in more plastic and it doesn't take up any more space. And it's clean so it doesn't smell. I will be taking it into the store soon though. (laughs) Okay, another easy habit is having your travel waste reduction supplies ready to go. So this episode is all about habits within the home and while reducing takeaway and plastic waste when you're out and about is outside of the home, the habit of making that happen happens in the home, like literally just inside the home at the front door. Having all of the supplies to reduce waste while on the go stored at your front door is a really effective eco habit. So things like a reusable water bottle, coffee mug, shopping bags, travel cutlery sets, those kind of things can be kept in a little station by your door. Maybe you have like a tote bag with all of them kept inside that you just grab and take the whole bag with you when you go out. Okay, here's another habit to do with setting yourself up for success and that is to make the eco option more accessible. So there's some things that we own an eco option for, but then have another option that is not so eco. Ideally, we don't own the not so eco option, but sometimes we want or need to. My recommendation is to keep the eco option more accessible so you'll use that more often because it's easier. Let me share an example. My family hardly uses paper towels. Some other families go through like more than a roll a week. Our roll lasts us maybe a year or two. We do this by using cloths for wiping benches, wiping hands, etc. and we wash them. Honestly, I probably only use paper towel for mainly wrapping my avocado seeds up to sprout and to clean really gross stuff that I don't want to clean off a rag. Like if I accidentally spill the compost on the floor and it's all ranky. We keep the paper towels up high in the cupboard and the cloth options easy to access. If we didn't, I'm sure that we might be reaching for the paper towels a lot more often. Oh, and we also use paper towels if we're having like a pizza party or something, which is like once or twice a year. Habit number five is again to do with making an eco option more accessible. And that is to keep a use me first section in the fridge. How many times do you buy veggies and they go bad before you eat them? And you forgot they were there while they were still good. Make a section in your fridge. This can even be a basket or a clear box or tray or something. And this is the eat me first section. When you notice something is going bad soon, move it to the eat me first section and then be in the habit of eating that stuff first. Food waste is a huge problem and a lot of it happens in our fridge. Using this habit, you can save heaps on food, money, and carbon emissions. Okay, the next habit is using a joyful home wish list. 
This is something that I teach in my decluttering course. It's basically keeping a list of items that you want to get in your home to make it more joyful. Items you either need or want all kept on one list. This is an eco habit because it teaches you to become more intentional with what you consume. It reduces impulse buys because you have a list of what you have dubbed as actually wanted. And then when you go to make a purchase, you have a reference list and you can see if there are bigger priorities than the thing that you are suddenly now wanting to buy. It also helps you keep track of what you're looking to purchase soon so you can keep an eye out for a more sustainable option. On the topic of buying more sustainably, another eco habit is to go to Facebook Marketplace before Kmart. So if you do decide to buy something, it's worth checking secondhand options before buying new. Before you go to the shops or Amazon or whatever, check Facebook Marketplace and see what pre-loved versions of the goods are available nearby. Like if you want to buy a new fan, check Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace first and see if you can buy a fan that already exists rather than going and being the cause of more stuff being produced. Okay, now an eco habit for things going out of your home. Have a section for donations. If you have a designated section that you keep things outgoing from your house to like say the op shop, then you can be in the habit of when you notice something in there that doesn't serve you anymore, placing it in a donation station. Being minimal and intentional with what we keep in our space is really important for maintaining a sustainable lifestyle and donating it to reputable charities or giving things away, even if that's selling them, is good to play our part in the circular economy where goods stay in the loop and not on their way to landfill. Okay, there were nine easy eco habits. Oh, did I say at the beginning of this episode that there were ten... I take that back. There's nine. (laughs) Message me on Instagram if you want a tenth one and I'll try and think of one for you. (laughs) Um, So all of these nine habits do take time to form. So why not start now and take on some of these habits suggested if you aren't practicing them already? I'll put all nine in the show notes for this episode if you want to, I don't know, make a note of all of them and log them into a habit tracker or something or whatever you want to do with them to help you begin or become more consistent with these habits. Okay, and remember, it's important to try and make the best decisions and actions we have available to us, but don't be hating on yourself for not doing everything right. I'm not perfect, not at all, and I can feel the guilt when I do things that I know are bad for the environment. But the more of us that start making more and more better choices, the more our society will shift to make those better choices, not even choices, they'll just be the norm. Okay, so that is a wrap. If you are subscribed, I'll see you here next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast today. I just wanted to let you know that I've been working on something pretty exciting. It's a minimalism mini course, perfect for anyone wanting to live more simply and sustainably and further align their actions with their values. It helps you get clear on what your personal values actually are, how minimalism can help you align with them better. We get into a bit of decluttering and you'll make a shift in your awareness of the sustainability of everything that comes into your house and leaves your house. It only takes about two hours to go through the program 
and can be completed in the spare time over a weekend. That's why I called it the Radical Shift Weekend. If you buy access to the mini course, I'll be making a donation to Eden Reforestation Projects to plant 11 trees. The best part of the program is that it only costs $11.11. If you want to get access now, you can head to my website, sortitoutsustainably.com and click mini course from the menu bar. I really appreciate you lending me your ears for the whole podcast episode today. I hope you take everything you believe will serve you from my episodes and use it to make your life simpler, more sustainable and more joyful.